The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic partner and founding partner of the Olympic Channel, inspiring you to chase your dream. Olympic Channel podcast. Athletes have adjusted their plans because of COVID-19 and for some it's meant more free time. We've been speaking to a lot of them and some coaches too. Some of the very best, actually. So, if you are finding it a bit difficult to stay strong or simply want a bit of inspiration, we have you covered this week. Coming up, we learn a breathing technique with Olympic champion gymnast Laurie Hernandez. Just watching that motion just kind of go in and out, it's really calming. How to turn a period of rest into something amazing with figure skating coach Brian Orsa. This might be a time for the athletes to, to work on those parts of the body that they, they need to strengthen. And three very practical, super simple techniques for just being a better person with famous weightlifting coach, Jersey Gregorek. For me, it's the most powerful motivation that I am the source of goodness. I am the source of, uh, of improvement. My name is Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. Let's start with something truly inspirational. Mariah Nagasu is a figure skater who took an Olympic bronze medal home with her for the USA at Pyeongchang 2018. Yes, Beautiful. well done. Beautiful. My parents own a sushi restaurant, Restaurant Kyo Suzu in Arcadia, California. And because of COVID, they were worried that they wouldn't be able to make rent. And I mean, if you don't make rent, then I don't even really know what they would have done. The Nagasu family, there were always two kids, even though I was the only child. And uh, the restaurant was my dad's baby. And I mean, it was also their source of income. So I spent a lot of time there. Wake up, go to skating, go to school, go back to the restaurant, go to ballet or piano, go back to the restaurant and fall asleep there. Mariah had to help. When I first called my dad, he was actually in the middle of filling out his PPP form and he said, I really don't have time to talk to you right now. I'm very busy. I'm trying to figure this out. Please leave me alone. And that was that was the end of that first phone call. Mariah didn't give up. She'd heard of an initiative called Power of Tech. Basically, $10,000 is sourced. That's paid to 10 employees in a restaurant who then make a thousand meals in a week that are then donated to healthcare workers in the community. Look, it's not loads of money, but it's better than nothing and it could mean survival. It's been mind-blowingly nice. It's been way more interviews than I ever expected and to get the front, to have our story on the front page of the LA Times. I hope my parents framed that and put it up on their restaurant because that, that is really, really cool. I never really thought I could use my skating and my platform to make a difference like this. And over the last couple days, people have come together to raise $10,000, which equals one extra week that a restaurant can um, provide these meals for healthcare workers and we're really looking to expand 
past my parents' restaurant in the Los Angeles area, but we try, we're trying to secure the funds so that we can support them for a full month. And that's why I've been trying to raise more awareness about Power of Ten. It's made Mariah even more grateful for her parents. I think that my parents have definitely pushed me to work harder than anyone else and try to the best of my ability to rise from adversity at any point in, in life. It's how you react and how you rise above it that makes you who you are. It's gone viral loads of times and you might have already seen the video of Derek Redmond from Barcelona 1992, where his dad is helping him over the finish line. How do you become successful? And the easiest and most relevant answer is to get up just one more time and you've been knocked down. The next event to start on the track, semi-finals of the men's 400 metres. Redmond was a favourite for Olympic gold in the 400 metres. He fully expected to make it through the semi-finals with relative ease. I'll show dogs. Physically, I felt good. Mentally, I was in excellent shape. Um, I really didn't think there was going to be any issues in qualifying. Um, I, I really did expect it to be, you know, you know I, I knew I'd have to run quick, but I was prepared to run quick. Yes, good. I was the fastest person out of the blocks. I had the quickest reaction time. I ran the first 100 exactly how I was supposed to. Uh, I'm going down the back straight and then, you know, 50 meters down the back straight, as I always say, I heard this funny pop. Uh, and I thought it was a noise in the crowd, first of all. So I carried on running for two or three strides. And then I felt the pain and realized it was a, a hamstring pull and I'm on the floor, uh, rolling around in pain for a bit. And then I, it was a weird thing because in my mind, I thought if I get up now and start running, I could still qualify because the guy still had about 120 meters to go at that time. Uh, and that's what kind of got me to my feet. And I start hobbling. I hobble halfway around. So I'm now at the 200 meter mark. And I kind of look over and these guys are finished. And that's when, if you like, the mental state caught up with the physical state. And then I decided I've got to finish this race for me. Second thing is that really brings it home to a lot of people is my dad coming onto the track. I'm what, 54 years of age at the moment. It has been the only time I've ever heard my dad swear. People then saw that father and son, they saw that family unit, the father protecting you know, the son and, um, and, and that resonated I think with a lot of people. People aren't born successful. Uh, people might be born into successful families, but they're not born successful themselves. Some of the strongest people out there are the ones that's had a lot of problems in the past, and they've learned from those problems. You only need to get up one more time and you've been knocked down. But I don't know how many times you're going to be knocked down. And that's the kind of mindset that you've got to, you know, be prepared to take. When you do get knocked down and you get up, you get up as if this is the, that was the last time. And if it isn't, you get up as if this time is the last time. If it isn't, you keep on doing that. And eventually, 
้องเรียนออกแบบอาลีฟีนทูเลียมุกส์ไลฟ์ว่าจะเปลี่ยนไปเมื่อเธอได้รับการแข่งขันในการแข่งขันในสนามการบินที่ยอดเยี่ยมของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการบินของสนามการ In terms of what I do for my training, nothing has changed very much. So I'm very lucky that way. In difficult times, Alafine has turned to something surprising: crocheting. Crocheting is kind of like knitting, and she's been making loads of beanies. For whatever reason, I chose the name of my uh, my hats to be Ali Till Resiliency Beanies because I mean it was my way. I felt like yeah, like at the time, the reason I started crocheting really was. I had a stress fracture, and I just didn't know what to do. And so I taught myself how to make hats, and that was my way of picking myself up, and you know, not giving up and losing hope in my running or recovery. And so, you know, that was my way of being resilient, and that's how I named my hats Alithi Resiliency Beanies. And right now, people need resilience more than anything else. So I am at work. I'm working very hard. The other day, I was like, "Oh, my arm is like tired," you know, just because I'm crocheting so much every day. But I, I'm hoping to uh, ship my first order uh, in a couple of days, like before or maybe by the end of this week. I'm super excited about that. Um, so at least, yeah, that just gives me a lot of time to crochet. So I can't complain, you know. Olympic Channel Podcast. Figure skater Hanyu Yasuro is no stranger to adversity either. The double Olympic champion is coached by Brian Orsa, and Orsa says that Yuzu is using the time away working on something very special, the never seen before in competition quad axle. The reason? Well, Hanyu he doesn't really do downtime apparently. Eight years that I've been teaching him, uh, I don't think he's ever taken a holiday. I mean, if he has any sort of downtime, it would be well. The last two years, he's doing some kind of recovery because he's gone through some injuries. But if he, during his downtime, he would be off doing some shows. You know, he does a lot of. I mean, all the shows that he that he will do will, are always in Japan. So that's his downtime, and that's kind of his time to. Be available and to give back to his fans, and he does a lot of shows in Japan, and that's you know, but that makes him happy. That's his happy way of being, you know, having downtime. Yuzu and I have talked about with his with his quad axle. I mean, he has fantastic technique, and he always has. And so, and he and I both agree that it's going to be more of a physical thing. To get your body physically ready to be able to to, to manage that torque, mm. and um, so of course there has to be you know an additional bit of height. There has to be some. There's going to be more distance. I mean, it's just more power all round. 
and you, you just can't turn that on. You have to acquire it. So, you know, again, silver lining, this might be a time for the athletes to, to work on those parts of the body that they, they need to strengthen. And, and then, because of my, my biggest fear is that we all get back on the ice and everybody gets injured. I want to make sure that they show up, that they're fit, that they're trim, that they are, um, you know, they've been doing their stuff, they've been doing rotational exercises, and then they're just ready to go. The only difference is we're going to be gliding. Jason Brown, I'm so proud of all these athletes. Jason Brown organized um, sort of a, a group fitness session with all of the um, sort of the cricket team. So there was you know, Evgenia and Junwon and Katya and, and some of the other kids, some of the junior and senior kids from Canada. And so they orchestrated a fitness class together. So they're all in different parts of the world. And so we're dealing with time zones or, or Jason was dealing with time zones. And so they did a class. So they'll do this weekly. I do classes almost every day with, uh, with various skaters. So it could be some, you know, some junior kids, some novice kids, senior kids, and just making sure that they stay active. And, you know, they're doing ballet classes. They're doing the jump classes with me. They're doing um, some jump classes with some other coaches. My team of coaches have all rallied really well. And um, it's been, you know, there's going to be a silver lining to all this, believe it or not, with the, with the athletes. I think they're going to, um, they're going to come out stronger on the other end. Jersey Gregorek is a famous weightlifting coach and I asked Jersey a very simple question. How can I make my life better? The first one is to think that you are the source of goodness. You are the source of uh, making a powerful process of uh, growth and becoming better and and then you spread it to others and when you think that way it's a very motivated for me is the most powerful motivation that i i am the source of goodness i am the source of uh, of improvement the the other thing is that calmness is a wonderful thing and create this calmness in your life and that calmness is, uh, uh, you can get yourself into certain breathing patterns that I do, and you can do wherever you want to be. Inhale, take a really nice inhale, hold the breath. About 10 seconds. Exhale, very nicely, pleasurable, and inhale again. And do it again and you can do this while you are at the dinner you can do it you know when you study you can do it to calm yourself calmness, calmness is good it's it's good for the planet it's a good thing so it's really uh you know the thing that helps us to look better helps us to uh, feel better helps us to uh, choose the hard choices it helps us a lot 
The last one uh, is delayed gratification. And then by practicing this delayed gratification, you can create a, a, a better you and also a better world. Olympic champion gymnast Laurie Hernandez also has some top advice and breathing techniques, not just for the nerves now, although it probably will help, but also for competitions in the future too. I was taught from a pretty young age belly breaths. When you get really nervous, so put your hands on your stomach. And when you take a deep breath, you should watch your stomach go out. And then when you exhale, you should watch it go in. And by doing that, just watching that motion just kind of go in and out, it's really calming. And especially when people like me are freaking out right before you hop on the equipment, it is, it's important to make sure that your body's regulated before you hop on the equipment. You don't want to just hop up super emotional like I used to do because I didn't know any better. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely a really big one. There's a lot of videos of me at competitions with just my hand on my stomach and everybody's like, is your stomach okay? And I was like, actually no, but that's not why I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> when I was little, I remember telling my mom that when I go to hop up on the equipment, I felt like my legs were jello and that I couldn't stand up and my body just froze on me. I felt like I couldn't move. And she was like, okay, what my mom used to tell me. And I was like, oh, she's pulling her mama into this. Like, that's how you know it's going to be good. <laughs> and she was like, what my mom used to tell me is that if you see something that that you want, you have to put your hand on it and you say you're mine. And she was like, so when you go out there, you touch the equipment right before you compete and you tell the equipment that it's yours. And I was like, Okay, I don't know if that's going to work. And I remember being curious about it. And I remember, I think it was one of my nationals. I had my hand on the beam right before we competed. And I was like, okay, you're mine. This is this feels extremely odd and weird. And I was like, <laughs> but um, you're mine. And I saluted and I hit a really good routine. So I don't want to say it was a superstition, but I started doing it pretty much everywhere. Just making sure that I grabbed it. And I was like, you're mine. And that's it. Like, we're me and the equipment like we're working together you're not working against me I'm not trying to work against you we're trying to do something really cool here so that was really helpful it has been my absolute pleasure to bring you all of these amazing athletes and coaches this week we have more of the same coming up every single week so do give us a follow on Olympic Channel to stay across all of our amazing content. You can follow me as at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E. And if you're still in need of yet more inspiration, then we had the wonderful Sakura Kokumai, who represents the USA in karate on the podcast a few weeks ago. Here's a clip. No matter what the situation, I always told myself to not give up. And the people are something that kind of held me together, you know. It's that never give up mentality. That is, I think, embedded in our martial art too. That's embedded in our sport, that spirit of not giving up, the spirit of trying again, trying again, and trying again. That spirit itself is part of karate. That has really helped us, helped me throughout my journey, and it is helping me now. Go to olympicchannel.com forward slash podcast to find that episode and loads of others. We've actually recently launched a Spanish language podcast as well. So if you 
Habla Español. Go and have a look at that one. Leave us a five-star review wherever you find your podcast. That would be very, very, very helpful indeed. Stay safe and I will see you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.